0: what's going on everybody year two episode 18 of Pat's Interference one of our favorite weeks Bama taking on LSU in Baton Rouge this weekend we'll dive deep into the analysis plus we're going to break down the first college football poll of the season what does it mean where does Alabama go from here will we see them on top at the end of the season that and so much more this is Pat's Interference Well, hey
1: there everybody. You're listening to another great episode of Pats Interference and we have a lot to bring you tonight because it's uh it's perhaps my favorite, actually definitely my favorite week of the season and I'm sure it's one of yours as well. We're talking Absolutely. LSU week. Uh how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm great, man. I'm great. This is by far my favorite game every year. My favorite game. I'm glad you um, feel that
1: way too cuz part of me would make you think that it was the Tennessee, but I guess there's there's more that goes into that than No,
0: nah, that's that's like I don't know. I I don't enjoy hating things.
1: (laughs) I would beg to differ, but (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) that's the best way I can put that. Well, no, the thing is, uh, you know, we'll get into them later in the week. I we're they they've got enough problems without Patrick Norwood really ripping them apart. Uh, so we won't we won't do that tonight. Thursday, won't we? Yeah, we will. We will. But what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're looking for more of us, you can find us on PatsInterference.com, on Facebook at P A T apostrophe S Interference on Twitter at pi underscore podcast. Brick, LSU game week. Uh, let's 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 get in the time machine, if you will, with me. We'll jump in the time machine. We'll go back to a, a little a little time called 2000, 2015.
1: Oh, what a great time!
0: Inform. I don't remember. Inform me what happened last year.
1: All right, well, essentially going into this game, LSU was number two at the time, right, behind Clemson in the first inaugural college football playoff poll of the year. Um, For (laughs) that, at this point, is the Heisman runaway. Sure. LSU, they're the darlings of the nation. Les Miles is just drilling everybody in press conferences, and everybody loves LSU, and everybody's talking about it as being the most talented LSU that has been in a long time. Uh, Brandon yeah. Harris had not thrown a single interception on the season.
0: Run defense looked great.
1: Everything looked great from LSU, and you and I were both incredibly nervous for this game at night in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Right. What happened, though?
0: Uh, Not good things for, for Leonard Fournette and the boys. Leonard Fournette, 19 carries with how many yards?
1: 31. I'll never 31 yards. It. I'll never forget it.
0: The most talented Henry, 31
1: yards you'll ever see, but 31 yards nonetheless.
0: In my opinion, Derrick Henry wins the Heisman this night, 210 yards on three touchdowns. Game really never felt close. I don't remember watching that game and thinking that it was a close game.
1: No, I mean that we won by 14, but I feel like, and I've got the box score from last year pulled up actually as I look at it, I, I, I feel like um, LSU had a, a late touchdown-ish in this game. It never, ever felt Ah, uh, close. You're right about that. One hundred percent.
0: No, it did not. Yeah, LSU had uh, six so what, yards
1: in the fourth quarter, uh, or six six points in the fourth quarter, but it it was put away pretty well by then.
0: What can we expect this year? Something the same? Something a little different? Maybe well, more? Maybe less?
1: Both teams, honestly, are pretty similar to what they were last year. Alabama looks a, a, a touch a touch a, a good actually a good bit different on offense this year, but. Uh, the defense, you know, we're still prodding ourselves on stopping the run and making big explosive plays on defense. LSU's still trying to pride themselves on their run game. Um, right. I don't necessarily expect another 19 of 30, and I'll tell you why. You know, I guess the question is do we expect Fournette to be shut down? I do, I do expect us to contain him because not too often players run wild on us. Um, no. So, but I'll tell you why I'm not expecting another 19-carry, 31-yard kind of game. I feel like last year's game was a special inspired performance like that goes really above and beyond what you can expect from a defense ever in any given week. I mean, like we, we just went over it. LSU was two. Everybody was talking about LSU. We had the loss. Our team was so super motivated last year. I'm not saying they're not this year. I mean, our team's very self-motivated. But I feel like there was such a chip on the shoulder before that game since all the talk was about LSU. You know what I mean? Right. that they came out and slapped him in the face. I'm expecting more right. of a 20-carry, 80-yard, 20-carry, 90-yard kind of performance for net. Uh,
0: I, I would say that's about par for the course. Um, or not par for the course, but I'd say that's about accurate. I, I, might, I might even go as to say that he breaks off a 50-yard touchdown run at the beginning of the game. And winds up getting 120 yards, 110 if around does, there.
1: If he does that, you know, you know the way you and I behave via text to the beginning of the game. You and I are gonna be so over, over the top mine, if he gets a 50-yard touchdown on us.
0: Yeah, but mine. I, I know the defense will settle in. Now I'll be a little bit more on edge because this is the first game without Eddie Jackson. May he rest in peace. But I think that uh, I, I, I'm usually pretty good on the defense side of the ball. It's, it's offense that bothers me. But if our offense comes out firing, just gunslinging in the first half, I I will be fairly angry.
1: <laughs> that's that's tradition. As that
0: is, is that tradition. is a,
1: that is a Saturday tradition for the boys of yes. Pat's interference.
0: Yes. First half we hate Lane. Second half Lane's a genius.
1: What, what 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 were we thinking? Why would we ever complain? We just won by 39. What is going on in the world? He was.
0: I think I think I always say something like, "Well, he did it again," and you always say something like. Yeah, he was just setting up for that second half with the first half effort. It's always something along those lines. I like, well he had a strategy all along. It's just lane being lane. I don't know. It's
1: I need just... I need us to I need us to put up seventy on a team just running the ball. That that's that's the ideal night out.
0: Yes. <laughs> Do you okay, you've come full circle now.
1: The problem is it, seventy yards or seventy points and running the ball don't really go hand in hand with the way the game's made but it would be pretty sweet.
0: False. When I become the head coach at Purdue and we run the wishbone and we put up 70 points, I am calling you.
1: Are you turning the sliders all the way down?
0: Uh, the, (laughs) the sliders, the sliders all the way down on this negativity that everybody's got towards Purdue. Nobody's
1: negative toward Purdue. They just, they just came in at number three in this year's first college football playoff. What are you talking (laughs) about? That would be
0: amazing. That would be amazing. Oh, if only, okay, back on track. Uh, so, I was at the last LSU game in Baton Rouge. were. Yes, um, I'll never forget it. I it still goes down. Other than both national championships, I was able to. I was thankful enough and blessed enough to go to. It's my favorite Alabama game of all time. And there's um, a lot of them.
1: There are a lot of good Alabama LSU games.
0: It's an unbelievable atmosphere there. Uh, it's constantly loud. Um, no one is happy to see you. Um, and there's really, I've never seen Alabama play in a place where I thought, okay, this environment may be too much. And that was, that was the first one. I've seen a lot of Alabama games. Um, and that was the first one where I really thought, oh man, this might be too much for Blake Sims. This might be too much for TJ Yeldon. It ended up being too much for TJ Yeldon. Um, but it was... It was something I'll never forget. I will never forget that game as long as I live. Um, and you put on here, get the stadium quiet early.
1: Yeah, that's that was that was one of my main keys. I don't You're telling know, me that's not gonna happen.
0: I don't think that happens. I, I don't. I think LSU could be down 21 nothing going into the second quarter and be completely just loud, just loud. Now I could see that happening sort of later in the game, but as far as being quiet early, no, it's not gonna happen. So what I wrote um, it was it
1: was keys it was keys for Bama was the first uh bullet point as far as breaking down the game. And I yeah, I put quite what you're telling me won't happen. and I guess you you are probably right. LSU was uh Death Valley is a is a kind of a, a special outlier when it comes to stadiums. I think what I mean by that is building a run game early and don't give them any reason to 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 get to lose their heads. Like don't throw right. an early interception, score an early touchdown. Don't let them get up like 10, 14 points
0: early. Even even if they score, don't let it be a big score. If yeah. they put together a decent drive, that's one thing. If they get a pick six or a kick return for a touchdown, that's bad news bears.
1: Well, the big thing is, and, and we're going to keep saying it, I know that all the articles are coming out about Jalen Hurts and he never flinches, but again, he is still a true freshman, and this will be the most hostile environment he's been, on, and been in. And and this isn't the LSU of a month ago where their season looked like it was in the drain. This is a rejuvenated LSU under Ed Orgeron, a completely different monster than, uh, than, than Texas A&M and Auburn have already played this year. Nobody else other than uh, Ole Miss last week essentially has faced this LSU team. You
0: know what I mean? Right, and I think, I yeah, I, I don't, it, it, in my opinion, you know, we said the same thing last year and it kind of became true. Everybody looks at Leonard Fournette. You can't really do that against Alabama. It depends on your quarterback, and I told you last year, if Brandon Harris plays poorly, LSU will not win this game. I'll tell you again this year, if Danny Etling plays poorly, LSU will not win this game. It's that simple.
1: Yeah, he needs to have, at the very most, a good game. He can't even have an okay game. He yes. needs He needs to have, and that would be a good key for LSU for talking about that. I, I want to hear some of your keys for Alabama, though.
0: Keys for Alabama, well, hold on to the ball. Just hold on to the ball. Like I said, don't give up that huge play. Don't let them get any momentum going into the game. Um, I think you establish the run game early. You establish the run game to the outside, too. Um, That's something that I think Alabama sort of uh, was successful uh, against Texas A&M with, if that makes sense, sort sort of those zone read option plays, Jalen Hurts running for so-and-so yard, you know, for a 10-yard gain, a 12-yard gain, an 8-yard gain. Those plays are going to keep LSU on their heels. Uh, And that – then if you want to air it out, that's the opportunity to do that. So establish a run game, especially towards the outside, especially running a zone read with Jalen Hurts. Make sure that there's always a guy having to watch what Jalen Hurts is doing, and then you're playing 11-on-10 football.
1: All right, so if – we got to talk LSU. And, and we kind of covered in our keys for Alabama, but how does LSU win a game like this? What are the keys?
0: I think for this game in particular, I think LSU's receivers have to be playing their best game. This is the opportunity this year. You know, Cyrus Jones was gone. Eddie Jackson, their senior leader, is now injured out for the rest of the season. You've got a brand new safety coming in. You've got a bunch of shifts being made in the defensive backfield. If you're those LSU receivers, you're get, you're trying to get open as much as possible, confuse them as much as possible, because uh, that defensive backfield Patrick is going to be rattled. It's going to be rattled. Their leader is gone. Um, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I'm I, I cannot think of a, a bigger injury on an Alabama defense. Period. I, I asked my dad, who's been watching Alabama football since 1962, he can't think of one. I mean, it, that's, it's just people are underestimating how monumental this Eddie Jackson injury is. And I think the LSU passing game has to take advantage of it.
1: So, I guess a good question is, and I don't know the answer to it because I haven't watched LSU too much in the last couple weeks since they've been firing on all cylinders, but can Danny Etling beat us deep? Um, worst quarterbacks have done it before. Uh, I'm not going to say he will, Steve and I'm Garcia. not going to say he won't. But yeah, that, that would be that would definitely be a key. That's a good point there. So what are the matchups in the game? I mean, what are the, what are the things you're going to be looking for as far as <clears throat> this guy against this guy or this unit against this unit? I,
0: I, think it, I think, like I just said, I think it's going to be LSU receivers versus the Alabama defensive backs. Um, and if I had to pick another one, I would say it's the Alabama offensive line trying to hold up against the LSU front seven, um, who in the past few weeks has been monsters about getting in the backfield early, about jumping the snap count. Um, you know, about taking on double teams. Just everything you can imagine. LSU, like you said, you said it best. They're firing on all cylinders. Um, but I think, in my opinion, it's how do the Alabama defensive backs handle the talented wide receivers of LSU? And Denny Elling's arm. Because you that and I both know down. he can sling it. I mean, he can let the ball fly.
1: Well, you know, he's an ex-Purdue quarterback. Of course he can.
0: Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> go Boilermakers.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with, with, it sounds like a cop-out, but I'm going to explain it a little bit. The defense versus Leonard Fournette. And I mean that I mean that by uh, finishing tackles. One of the reasons we did so well with him last year is they finished tackles like I'd never seen our defense do. And our defense is good at that, but it was like a mission that day. Um, and Leonard Fournette is one of the best I've seen ever in college football at Breaking a tackle, making it look really easy, and turning that broken tackle into a 35-yard gain. Right. You know, just a very slight adjustment of his body or a cut in the middle, breaking the tackle that you don't even know is going to happen yet, and then taking it 35 yards. We didn't let him do that not even one time last year. Um, If we come out trying to arm tackle, um, that's where he's going to get his big plays. And, yeah, I think... I think the most important thing for LSU would just for Fournette to be having a big game because once he starts having a big game, that's when Etling will be able to start getting comfortable. So, what
0: unit on Alabama's defense needs to step up the most? Do you think it's the defensive line, the linebackers, the defensive backs?
1: I'm gonna go linebackers, just the way with we were stunting them last year. I mean,
0: <laughs> Ragland you, and
1: Foster and
0: I would and, I would hate I would hate to play these Alabama linebackers, man. Sean Evans, Reuben Foster, uh, Ryan Anderson. I mean, it's just, oh. I guess God, it's a I easier playing. when you
1: can run a four-four in your two forty-five pounds. Um, but no, I'm done, like I said, I'm expecting about an eighty to a hundred-yard game from Fournette, but nothing, nothing outrageous like he did last week against Ole Miss.
0: I would contend to say that this is the most solid. An Alabama linebacking core has looked in a long time. From
1: top to bottom, yeah. I mean, we used to have high That's power I mean. upshaw, for sure. but
0: It's not – there's not the, oh, my gosh, this guy's – I can't believe I just forgot Tim Williams when I was listing off those names. But you look at all those guys, top to bottom, I mean, they're starting and maybe even the stars of a defense on any other team in the SEC.
1: No, you're right about that. All of them. All of them are stars on this team. There are, are four deep – or, sorry, our four guys in a – if you're talking about a 3-4 defense, the four that we're throwing out there, nobody contends within the country. I mean, you're talking no. Williams, Anderson, uh, Evans, and and Foster. It's crazy.
0: That's just that, – that would scare the hell out of me. I don't care how big I am. As a running back, I'm one guy going up against those four.
1: So what's a guy we haven't mentioned um, that we are going to be looking at as somebody – like an X-Factor, like somebody at the end of the game that – we need to play well or play, you know, if they play well or play poorly, it's definitely going to, like, you know, affect the game big time.
0: I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. Um, I think if Jalen Hurts comes out and shows that he he can stay composed in a hostile environment like that, uh, if he can, you know, make the passes he needs to make. Here's the thing. When you're a quarterback on this team, you don't have to be a world beater. You don't have to be Brett Favre. You can come out and miss some throws. That's okay. You just have to miss them in the right spots. Throw it to the point where only your receiver can get it. You hear it all the time. It's true, especially against LSU, especially on the road, and especially when you're a true freshman. If you miss, miss high. Miss low. Throw it at their shoes if you have to. Just don't throw an interception. Take decent care of the ball.
1: And this is the best secondary he'll have played all season. I mean, they've got Braxton right. Key in the in the linebacking core. I think Tredavious White, Jamal Adams, those are those – are, Three guys that that even Alabama would give an arm and a leg for, so that's you know this this is this defense is no
0: slouch for sure and i'm gonna I'm gonna say one more if you'll let me sure um I'm gonna say Reuben Foster as well. I think Reuben Foster and Tim Williams really have to step up as the quarterbacks on this defense now. Um, in my opinion, they are the two leaders, and now that Eddie Jackson's gone, someone's got to fill those shoes as far as the communicator from the bench as far as getting the next play set up. Because uh, is going to want to run the hurry up.
1: That's so weird to hear. But yeah, I mean, this is this is an Ed Orgeron LSU, not a Les Miles LSU. So it's just, Right.
0: This it's... is not a huddle up and let's talk about it for 10 seconds and then get to the line. This is a, oh, we just got a first down, great, we're back up at the line in the next six seconds. So I, I think communication will be vital uh, for Alabama's defense. I'm looking for Reuben Foster and Tim Williams to sort of be that connecting link.
1: Those are good. I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say Jalen Hurts as well. I guess it's a pretty uh, easy X factor. But you know, when you're talking about a true freshman quarterback, that's what you're gonna do every single week. What's your score prediction? What you thinking?
0: Oof. See, this one's this this one's always tough for me every year. Every year, I think last year I said some underdog is like seventeen seven. Yeah. And it, I just wasn't even close. Okay. So this year I'm gonna go Alabama twenty eight LSU seventeen.
1: I can't decide if the, the the least amount of points we scored this year is 33, and that was A and M, and 34 against uh, Kentucky, which I hate that that A and M took away that title of holding Alabama to the fewest points from away from Kentucky because they kind of deserved that. But yeah, um, this feels to me like a like a 31. So I'm giving us four touchdowns and a field goal. I'm gonna go 31, 14.
0: I hope you're right. I just I, Man, still feel, I still feel I still feel very
1: weird. optimistic about it because the same reason I still feel optimistic against Auburn. It's going to take an elite performance from a quarterback or a meltdown from us to beat us. I'm not. I don't think that this team. They're. I'm not. I, I just. We haven't had a meltdown since Ole Miss last year. We haven't even had to survive a remote meltdown unless you
0: want to well, count that's the first. That's not true. The, Ole Miss this year. You maybe kidding yeah, me?
1: I was gonna say maybe the first twelve minutes against Ole Miss,
0: but. I mean, that Ole Miss game, Jalen Hurts died. I don't know if you remember. He, he was killed. He was killed. Um, there was a murder, and he came back and played pretty well. That was a meltdown. I melted down because I thought, oh, my God, we're going to lose to Ole Miss for the third year in a row, and we're going to have to hear their mouth-breathing fans complain about it and yell about it for the next year.
1: Well, I'm not predicting a meltdown, and I'm not predicting a an elite performance from Danny Etling. So I'm a, I'm still I'm still giving us a couple scores. What's the line? I don't know what the line is, but who cares? We don't I, really talk about lines on this podcast. No, nah, anyway. I'm
0: not. We're not ESPN. We don't need to go into all that Vegas crap. No, if this um, was the, if
1: this was ESPN, we'd be talking. Here's sorry, I have to complain about the NFL. Just real quick, I'm going to blurb it in there. Um, David D- David Daniel uh, Derek Derek Carr had a huge John game Jake last week go- for the Jingle Raiders. Hybrids.
0: Instead of right. breaking
1: down the fact that he had a huge game, ESPN decided to tell us that it was good for 35 fantasy points. I hate it so much.
0: Uh, another key player to watch in this Alabama LSU game is J.K. Scott.
1: Oh, Legatron.
0: You really don't want to play the field position game with LSU. Trust me, I've been there. You get on the wrong side of the field, they pin you de- deep in your own zone. Ugh, it gets loud. It gets loud down on that side of the field.
1: You know what I'm going to miss in this rivalry, other than Les Miles, I'm going to specifically miss Les Miles uh, having terrible clock management in key, key moments against Alabama. And you don't
0: talk about future Purdue head coach Les Miles that way.
1: Um, <laughs> Les Miles today <laughs> said that he thinks he's got a good 10 to 12 years left in him. He wants. To I saw.
0: Somewhere. And then the uh, Purdue blog tweeted and said oh my god we've got them and then they started the hashtag less for purdue uh anyway moving on from the lsu game have you have you made your piece
1: yeah i feel pretty good about our breakdown i mean i don't don't think that anybody in the country has broken down this game as well as we just did in the last 20 minutes
0: true alabama ranked number one in the cfp poll no real surprise there hard to rank anybody else number one Clemson coming in at two, surprising to me. I was surprised G-Michigan by Michigan, Four, shocking the world, Texas A&M, although when you sort of hear the reasoning behind it, less shocking. Patrick, what is the most surprising thing about this college football bowl tonight? I'm
1: going to go with, uh, obviously, eight, well, there are three, one, three of them, but I'm actually going to go outside of the top four. It didn't have Louisville at either seven or nine. I think it was seven.
0: I, yeah, I think you're right.
1: I thought I Louisville right. would get, I thought Louisville would get a lot more love than they did from the polls. Um, considering they have Clemson at two, and they lost on the road to Clemson by what three points, and then they were then they penalized them and put them at seven. The,
0: the Virginia game last week killed them, Brick.
1: Yeah, that was that was it rough.
0: killed them. And I mean, I think it won Lamar Jackson the Heisman. It did. I really do. At the same because, time, because I think that. People are gonna look at that and be like, "Oh wow!" Even when he's playing terribly, he still had the composure to come back and win and make a beautiful throw. I mean, just a just on a dime, just a perfect toss. A bad game um, for Lamar
1: Jackson is still 400 plus yards. How amazing yeah. has he been this year?
0: He's been great. He's been absolutely great. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. Louisville's just. But then, where do you, who do you put him ahead of?
1: Well, considering their loss, and they look they, at
0: look other, at the top six. Who do you put them ahead of? You're not going to put them ahead of Washington.
1: No, you're not going to put them ahead of Washington. Washington. Are still you NBA putting them ahead of
0: Ohio State?
1: Who just lost to Penn State? Possibly. I don't know. I mean, there's it, this is where Ohio State's in a similar position Alabama was in last year, where we, even though we lost to Ole Miss, we kept saying, "Yeah, but we went out. We take care of our business. We're still in." If if, if Ohio State wins out.
0: Right. In, I mean, they're in the There's playoffs. There's no question. There's no question. Here's an interesting scenario from my perspective. Michigan loses a game between now and Ohio State. Unlikely. Do either of those teams make it into the college football playoff? Yes. Now that you've got Texas A&M throwing a monkey wrench and everything.
1: Yeah, that is quite quite, quite the wrench because I don't think A&M loses another game on their schedule.
0: I'm not sure who they would lose to. the
1: the good the thing I do like is they don't the the the, the pollsters, whoever's in charge, they don't rank week to week based on what they did last week. If their if their opinions change on a team and they go, well, we had them at three last week, they have no problem moving them to five one week. Um, right. Yeah, a and m at four really really surprises me as far as that's concerned because I thought for sure it'd be Washington and Clemson oh. at two. Are you kidding me?
0: Okay, let's say let's say this, one through five went out.
1: So the Big Twelve is out. The Big Twelve is out. Uh, Big Twelve's not getting a playoff team in this year. Um,
0: you don't think Washington can make the playoff this year?
1: I said Big Twelve, not Pac Twelve.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. No, Big Twelve said Pac Twelve.
1: You're not going to get Baylor. You're not going to get Oklahoma. You're not going to no. get any of those guys.
0: Um, Good riddance.
1: So you got Washington from the Pac Twelve. If they're undefeated and maybe even with one loss, they're they're in. Um, I'm thinking it's Michigan, Ohio State Clemson, Louisville and unless one of these teams like one of these conferences just blows up those are going to be the four conferences you have in if one of the conferences blows up that's where we see two SEC teams in I think that's the next scenario
0: I, I just here's the thing one through five wins wins out Bama wins out Clemson wins out Michigan wins out Texas A&M wins out Washington wins out what is your playoff?
1: Washington would pass at Texas A&M. The committee would say it's because Washington won a uh, Washington would have won a conference a championship, conference championship. And, and A&M wouldn't have in that scenario.
0: That it's it's just it's messy. It's messy this year, but it's and so I love fun. It.
1: I love that we get to do I this every the week. Starting week eight,
0: I love the chaos. It's so this.
1: much better than the BCS.
0: Because you know now, Louisville's looking like oh shit. I thought we were gold. You know you know, Louisville thought that they were in.
1: Yeah. Louisville that it, thought that they might be able to sneak in. They they really needed uh, FSU to, to upset Clemson last week, which should have happened, but we'll talk about that later. Um,
0: I, I'm shocked that Clemson's number two.
1: That was – because they have that, – you can't out convince me they've four
0: played – out of these four teams, Clemson has looked the least impressive in my opinion.
1: I'm 100%. You cannot convince me that Clemson has looked better than Michigan, Washington, and AM. Even with the loss, I, I think Clemson would lose to A&M four times out of five on a neutral field.
0: That being said, I think A&M is ranked way too high. If I were to make my playoff right now, Bama 1, Michigan 2, uh I would probably put Washington at 3, Clemson at 4, Ohio State at 5, Louisville at 6. Everybody think, else trickles down from there.
1: I think I'm 100% with you on that. I think I'm, Purdue right. seven. I'm 100% with you there. Um but it's fun I mean it's fun to discuss and it's going to look complete. Remember the f- inaugural first ever college football playoff. Remember what it looked like? It was Mississippi State 1. Um Ole Miss 2 Auburn 3 or something like that and Baylor TCU or something like that 4 it was something crazy none of them made it. oh who am I forgetting I don't know I know Mississippi State was number 1 and Ole Miss was in there and Auburn was in there
0: it was yeah it was not fun to look at <laughs>
1: what a weird, what a weird mid. I remember the week had. it came
0: out. I was just like, okay, just get us to the LSU remember game. Remember how just weird it was mid-season
1: 2014? How weird that season was.
0: I mean, Ohio State was ranked what 12th when the first one came out?
1: It was the weirdest season since 2007, which I us very dear. Let's my get mind. back
0: and talk about Alabama a little bit. Yeah. Um, really, you wrote on the docket here two real scenarios, and this is kind of go through your this scenarios. Is the, this
1: is the ob- obligatory question for alabama do they get in with the loss like you know i don't like talking about us losing obviously but you know you have to be prepared we we cover them pretty extensively and if they lose there's two scenarios if they lose there's alabama loses but still goes on and wins the sec championship game which would happen if we lost this weekend and beat auburn right um but well, at that point, wouldn't LSU have to drop another game, or they have two SEC? Lo- They'd have to actually. LSU would have to drop another game, right? Um, but still, I and then Alabama loses, and either the game they lost was the SEC championship game, or they didn't make the SEC championship. So Doesn't they don't LSU have, have a,
0: two SEC losses.
1: No, they've lost to Auburn. They've lost to Wisconsin.
0: Wisconsin's their other loss. Yes, that's right. That's right. I'm and Auburn's I, the same I, way. They've got two
1: me. losses, but only one of them is SEC. So actually, yeah, we you know um there's still three teams in the west that can make that I
0: think I think if Alabama I think Alabama gets in if they win if they beat Auburn.
1: And you you taught, you you expand on that a little bit before we started. And what you're saying is we can afford I think, to lose I think this a week loss but not to Auburn, against
0: Auburn no matter what happens between now and then means that it's too late. That loss is too fresh on the voters' minds. To then say, okay, they belong in the championship. Even if Auburn loses between here and now. Or here and then.
1: So then you've got a one-loss Alabama and a two-loss SEC championship champion Auburn. We'd have to assume that if they beat Alabama, they go on to the SEC championship. They're going to beat Florida or Kentucky. Whoever comes out of the East.
0: Or Kentucky.
1: They're number two. It's, It's like... It's one of the oh more realistic God, scenarios. What has this
0: world come to? We've just done a podcast episode, and within five minutes we mentioned the fact that Mississippi State was number one, and Kentucky could win the SEC East.
1: Well, to be fair, that Mississippi State team was good. But to be even less fair,
0: I mean, but no. Stop. Good. They were fine.
1: They were all right. I mean, they had Dak Prescott.
0: They didn't play anybody, Brick. They played no one until they beat us. Or until they played us, I mean. Um, and then we just laid waste to them. Anyway, I I think – But what I'm trying to say
1: is it's not – it genuinely, and I mean this, it's not hyperbole to say that Kentucky could be in because we've – No, it's
0: not at all. It's it's a very real thing that could actually physically happen in this world.
1: It's hyperbole to say that – and even though it's mathematically possible, it's hyperbole to say that Vanderbilt could be in. But Kentucky, (laughs) they've got as good a shot as anybody except Florida at this point.
0: I think Tennessee needs to watch out. For uh, for Vanderbilt this year.
1: That'd be fun. Boy, would that be fun! Oh, we gotta. We're getting. We're getting into that Thursday. Oh, I can't wait to spend twenty five minutes talking about Tennessee. (laughs) Um. All right. So we both think that Alabama's in if they win. They lose the game, but they win the SEC championship. We've done it two years in a row. A third year, we're in if we win. If we win the SEC championship, we're in. Um if they lose if they don't win the SEC championship you're still looking at a one loss Alabama team that still has more wins over any team in the country that are in the top 20 like more top 25 wins over any team in the country and the question would the committee let two SEC teams in the playoff and the question would a two loss SEC champion where they bought lost both games early be in the playoff because that's still at, at this point unprecedented
0: I I don't think two SEC teams can get into the playoff this year.
1: Yeah, there'd be the, there need to be some losing on that end, but I think the committee you know they I think they're kind of showing with a And M in there. I think Washington loses.
0: Here's a bold prediction: loses. I think one of these teams in the top five loses to a very unexpected opponent.
1: Are you trying to say that um, Alabama is going to lose to? Charleston Southern, whoever we play before we play Auburn?
0: UTC. UTC. The mocks. <laughs> the trying the trying Mocs have the a very dear place in my heart. You watch your tone when you talk about them. No, I was thinking more of Clemson losing to someone that they're not supposed to. Oh,
1: they need to, dude. I just – like and, – and here's the thing. I like Clemson. I actually like Clemson as a school. I think them being good is actually pretty cool.
0: It's fun. Um, Future Alabama head coach Stabo Sweeney.
1: So – Clemson's got Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, South Carolina. I bet they could lose the ACC championship though.
0: I bet they could lose to Wake.
1: They're at. Go ahead and
0: look. Go ahead and look how Wake played at the beginning of this season.
1: Wake was fine, and Wake hung in there with FSU, and it's at Wake, and Clemson has been playing down to their competition. I'm not. I'm not.
0: What weekend is that game?
1: Uh, That's Saturday, November nineteenth.
0: I, I might, I might, I might take a little trip up to Winston Salem, see what goes on in that game.
1: Oh, I wish I could join you so bad, dude.
0: Come on. Let's <sighs> I'm thirty minutes away. go I think. Oh no, you know what? I can't. Uh, high Point's hosting a basketball tournament. This is pretty cool. Navy, North Dakota State, High Point University. Oh, who's the last team? UNC Greensboro. Oh, or maybe points, it's UNC Asheville. I've taken
1: that all the way.
0: Or playing in a tournament hosted by High Point that weekend. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. That is that fun. Should be That'd be fun. That'd be fun. North Dakota State had the big upset last year. Navy made the tournament, played well last year. It's going to be a fun tournament. Uh, anyway, you know, I, I think um, sort of final thoughts on this. I just, I like I said, I think one of these teams is going to lose a very unexpected game. I think the Big Ten could still implode. I think the SEC could still implode. It's I'll, just – there's a lot of football left to be played.
1: I'll say this about the uh, playoff. It is a college football fan's dream because we just get to sit around and come up with 10,000 scenarios of what, what if, what yes. if, what if. And I love it. Right. Because I could talk about it all day.
0: Um, all we right. are a month and a day away from the SEC championship, by the way. That is – Think about that. Geesh, It happens and every we are, year. A month and a week away from the Heisman Trophy being given out. Bing. Speaking of which. Next discussion question you had. Favorite current college football player not playing for Alabama.
1: Let's have some fun with this.
0: I'm going with my boy. The Dark Horse Heisman candidate right now. Give it to him. He's playing in the Big Ten West, man. David Blough, 207 for 358. He's only thrown 12 picks this year. He's got 16 TDs. What else do you want from the man? Give him the hardware.
1: That was quite a sales pitch.
0: He deserves it. All right. I see, I see you've put uh, one of my favorite rebrands. So I'll let you say his real name, and then I'll tell you the rebrand that I gave him.
1: So my favorite player, not in an Alabama uniform. When he succeeds, it's good for the world. I'll put it that way. When he does well, the world rejoices. Jake Butt, the Michigan tight end.
0: I started calling him Jacob Gluteus Maximus III this weekend.
1: That's a good one. Although I just I love the simplicity of Jake Butt, tight end.
0: Jake Butt.
1: And I, wanna, I want him to be a star in the NFL, and I'll tell you why. Because I want to turn on the football screen one day and I want to see – you know when they introduce the players during the game? Mm-hmm. I want him to look in the camera and go, Jake Butt, tight end. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I mean, is it more perfect?
0: And These episodes really just write themselves at this point. What a wonderful uh, day for
1: Jake Butt and therefore the world.
0: I will give a more serious answer than uh, David Bloff, future Heisman winner. Uh, Dalvin Cook. I, I love watching Dalvin Cook play football. I really do. And even more than that, and this is bad because we play on this week, I love watching Leonard Fournette run. When those two guys get a head full of steam and there's some poor little defensive back sophomore in their way, I I cry a little bit. Tears of joy. Because I know that I'm about to witness like just the worst massacre ever. It's, and I love it. It's the closest we've gotten to Trent. It is. Since Trent That's was exactly there. what I was about to say. Is that it, it? Reminds me of what Trent did against Arkansas his freshman year. Oh boy. When That's... he, I'm not talking about the long run that he had where he got hit like 18 no, I know times know the one you're talking about, instrument. The one
1: near the sideline.
0: The one near the sideline where he ended that defensive back from Arkansas's life. He he took heartbeats away from him.
1: Oh man.
0: Good episode, man. 38 minutes, succinct, packed with info. Got a nice couple of Purdue plugs in there.
1: We laughed. We cried. We it made just doesn't get much proud. better
0: than that. Hey, you can find us on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P A T, apostrophe S Interference. You can find our website at pat'sinterference.com. You can find us on Twitter at P I underscore podcast. Patrick, announcing now, if you tune in to 188.5, we got our own FM radio station. It spans just. Right, just right around the area of Greensboro, right around the area of Panama City Beach. One eighty-eight point five. Oh, the I'm gonna PI.
1: Be, I'm going to be a good person here before we go. You're not expecting okay. this. I'm going to be a good person here. Oh no, this is this is taking a lot out of me. Well, oh, geez. I'd like to take this moment to wish Ray Allen a happy retirement.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you for doing this. That that was going to be my sound off this week, but oh. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it <laughs> for the sound off. Please don't why please i don't. love ray allen oh please i know why don't. oh yeah you're a spurs fan that okay, I'll...
1: triggers me like nothing else
0: okay just just close like i can already i can see you turning red and i can't see a visual picture of your face right now but i know how you get i need you to bottle it for 30 seconds please all right, and I'll let, let me... you I'll let
1: you do it on Thursday. Just let me okay. let me let on me
0: Thursday? Gather myself. Yeah. I can do it now and get it over. We can nah. rip the band-aid right now.
1: Sa- sound off's come Thursday. That gives our viewers okay. something to look forward to.
0: All right, sounds good. Can't wait to talk about Ray retirement.
1: Oh, gosh. God save me.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. It's always been a huge uh huge dream of ours to do this and having you guys listen every week really just uh really makes it that much more special uh if you have any comments questions concerns you can email us at pats at gmail.com or on the millions of different uh websites that i just mentioned uh patrick i thank you for being a great co-host everybody be safe this week we will talk to you on thursday and most roll importantly t- oh, roll tide you're never gonna get it roll tide everybody